The IBM Cloud Platform Cast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Platform Cast. We're your hosts from the offering team here at IBM Cloud. I'm Ian Lynch. And I'm Steve Shokat. And today we're joined by our guest speaker, Karen Varelli. Karen is an offering manager with our Watson team. Karen, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks guys. Glad to be here. So Karen, first a little bit of background. I, I looked online and I saw that there were two pieces to Watson Conversation Service on the cloud platform. There's chatbots and there's virtual agents. What's the difference between the two? Well, actually, Steve, um, the Watson Conversation Service is an API that's available on Bluemix, and it's designed for building chatbots and virtual agents from the ground up. And we also have a product called Watson Virtual Agent, which is available through the IBM Marketplace. And Watson Virtual Agent is a service that was actually built on top of Watson Conversation and is targeted at users who want to uh, leverage the pre-built content for customer service domain. And the Watson Virtual Agent can be used with Watson Conversation um, to enable clients to add customization uh, to the Watson Virtual Agent. And they do that by using a feature called Linked Workspaces. So there's really the two separate services, um, but they can be used independently or together. So, so let's back up even farther. Let's pretend I know nothing about it. What is a chatbot and what is a virtual agent? So in today's environment, we use the terms interchangeably. So a chatbot or, or is a virtual agent or um, or a virtual agent can be a chatbot. Um, what we found is that in the industry, the, the terminology has kind of blended and we have, you know, it's, it's a product that customers build uh, to communicate or have some kind of a conversational kind of engagement with an end user. Karen, I'm hearing a lot all the time about Watson virtual agents and chatbots and well, maybe not about Watson one specifically, but just the terminology of chatbots and virtual agents. You hear them all the time. But as a developer, like what are the cases that I would start actually considering using either a chatbot or a virtual agent? Uh, that's a really good question. I I think we, we typically look at three primary use cases for building chatbots. And the first category, if you will, is um, customer service. And, and that's where, you know, if you'd want to build um, or provide customers with a fast or simple approach to resolving support-related questions or problems. Um, the second type that you would consider is in what we call conversational commerce. And that's where you want to provide a guided buying experience for your prospective customers uh, to purchase goods and services um, through a mobile or messaging channel, you know, like uh, Slack or um, through a messaging channel like Facebook Messenger. And the third type of um, use case is where we categorize it under employee productivity. And this is where you'd want to simplify access to um, common questions or tasks in an enterprise scenario. So uh, for example, you might want to look at a, a chat ops bot in Slack or uh, some way of um, logging support tickets or ordering office supplies or scheduling a meeting or that type of thing. So, so we typically find that all the use cases kind of coalesce around those three broad categories. Cool. So it's fair to say then that they're not specifically for one individual type of use case. So like, I guess as a developer, right, so I choose that, right, I'm going to use a virtual agent or even a chatbot. Where would I go to I don't, maybe get some sample data or maybe even see some sample applications? 
Well, for what's in conversation, um, you can go to the IBM website and um, and just search for Watson Conversation and the uh, landing page that we have in the Watson Developer Cloud enables you to uh, get access to sample apps. Um, we have software development kits. We have demos. Um, we have uh, all the documentation for the product. We have um, uh, different um, videos to and online tutorials. Uh, so there's all kinds of different uh, links to all different information for you. Now, I know Ian's going to laugh, but I always do Google searches before I do one of these things. And so I did a search on the Watson conversation and I, I came up with something that said, build a chat bot uh, in 10 minutes with Watson. Now, you know, we see a lot of hype on the web as well as real stuff. Is that really possible? Do I have to kind of be a Bill Gates or somebody that, that's maybe younger and deeper technically to be able to build the chat bot in 10 minutes? Or, or is that something Steve Showcat could go do? No, you can actually go do it, believe it or not. In fact, uh, any OM can go do it. Um, we, we've actually recently had a, a hackathon where um, everybody was uh, building chatbots and uh, we had a number of really unique uh, use cases come out of that uh, experience. But now in, in all reality, um, the, the, the real so what of conversation is the ease of use with which we um, provide a, uh, a, a really rich user experience to be able to create their chatbots and, and do everything from a single user interface. And what what this does is it enables both a, a technical developer type person as well as a line of business executive to be able to get in there and actually build a chatbot. And you can do it in as quick as 10 minutes. But, I, you know, typically we're seeing, um, you know, it will take a little longer depending on the use case. But what we've shown with customers is that the customers ha have been able to show really fast time to value um, by building their capabilities and they are able to do it uh, in really short periods of time. So if you look at some of the use cases that we have on and the uh, customer case studies that we have on our website, um, on our wiki page, you can see how fast customers are being able to put up commercially viable applications and realize realistic benefits and and really quantifiable benefits and and that's really the 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 difference you know in the old days um with legacy wea they didn't really have that uh, it was a very long time to value and it took a long time here we've built in uh capabilities where the training occurs in the background uh, as you're building the chatbot so there's a lot of really um interesting aspects to the the product that have enabled customers to build things really really fast a lot of intuitive capabilities built in into the user interface. And, and so the user experience um, is, is very much uh, a catalyst for helping you build quickly. Excellent. So I, as an offering manager, actually could really do that. Amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Karen, like Steve, as always, we've, um, we always jump on and have a quick bit of a Google search beforehand. Um, and something popped up for me, which is a little bit different. I guess it relates really more back to product. But I seen something entitled Watson Recommendations and it caught my eye and I start reading a little bit about it. And I think it's worth really explaining what that is. Sure. Um, we're really excited about this new feature um, and we're, we're calling it Recommendations. And we just released it into beta and this is for premium users only. 
and what we've done now is to include a recommendations page on the improve panel. And the improve panel is uh, part of the user experience. And the um, what recommendations does is it's a way to improve your system um, by analyzing the conversation that users have with your chatbot. And it's taking into account your system's current training data and response certainty. So the benefit of this is, is users, um, as they are in production, they're able to really see what's happening with the way their uh, users are interfacing with their chatbot and be able to focus in very, very quickly on the things that are going to make the most difference uh, to improving this, the, uh, the, the um, interaction with their end users. So uh, we're, we're positioning this as a, a premium feature and not available in the standard offer. And uh, so far, the response we've gotten from clients is really, really positive. So we're very excited about this. No, actually, you know what, Karen, I'd have to agree. In reading the short article that I've seen, it was really, really impressive. It's so crazy to think where everything has just expanded and shifted the market, how it's changed so much over the last few years, and especially in this space. So tell me a little bit about, I've seen something too with the Escalate to Agent. So, okay, there's there's two actual aspects to escalating to agent. Um, if you talk about what's in conversation, um, you can design conditions where you would want a user to be transferred to a live agent. And a great example of that is um, Autodesk. Um, they're one of our clients who've done a wonderful case study with us where uh, they were looking to provide a, um, a chatbot to offset the, the incredible demand that they had in uh, servicing their clients um, on the help desk. And they went from uh, a response time of 38 hours down to 5.4 minutes wow. when they uh, implemented Watson Conversation. And that's documented in a case study that you can uh, share with clients and it's on our website. Um, and, and if you go to our wiki page, there are um, links to the, the case so you can easily find it. Um, but they also, uh, you know, they didn't want to get rid of their agents entirely. They wanted their agents to handle the more, uh, you know, delicate use cases and, and customer scenarios, you know, where they, they really needed um, the expertise of the live agent. And so they they built into their chatbot flow the ability to um, deflect to a live agent. And even with the deflection and using a combination of the chatbot and the virtual agent, they saw response times down to 18 hours. So virtually cutting in half the time that they had prior to implementing any of this. So they are ecstatic and now expanding um, to many, many more use cases within their organization uh, because they've just found tremendous value in A, delivering a better customer experience and um, B, reducing the time to market um, or the time to respond, I should say, to uh, their customers. So overall, it's just been a great um, opportunity for them to also um, empower their live agents to handle the the more sophisticated questions that you know really leverages their expertise um we also with watson conversation uh, i'm sorry with um, watson virtual agent um there in that product it also has a feature called transfer to a human agent and and that ability um is again where you you don't necessarily want your chatbot to handle the question you are able to then uh specify the particular event that you want um, that will trigger being transferred to a human agent. 
And so those are, um, it, you know, really important things to think about when you're uh, developing and, and designing your whole chatbot and, and what it is you want that chatbot to accomplish. In some cases, people never want it to go to a human, but the, the concept is if you do have a call center and you want to uh, find ways of reducing the costs associated with that call center, you can easily um, design in the option to be transferred to a live agent, but handle the the less um, or the more mundane kinds of questions with your chatbot, so you have better resource utilization all around. So my buddy Ian actually speaks nine languages, although I'm not totally sure that gibberish counts. I know he's tried to fool me with that, and I've never really asked him to prove it to me. How many languages can conversation handle? Well, besides gibberish, no, just kidding. Um, uh, today, Watson Conversation supports 12 languages. So uh, we support English, Spanish, French, German, Italian, Brazilian, Portuguese, Japanese, Korean, uh, Chinese, both simplified and traditional, Dutch, and uh, just recently Arabic. So guys, just for the record... Ian doesn't support all of those languages, so yes, you will need a Watson Conversation agent if you're going to try implement something like this. Karen, as always, it was great to have you on the show, but just before we let you go, um, we always come back to the point of having, I guess, one key takeaway for our listeners today. So what would be your one key takeaway? I, th- I think there's the most important is that when customers are thinking about it, Watson Conversation has been in general availability for almost a year unlike a lot of the competitive offers out there who are still in preview mode. Um, and we also offer enterprise-grade functionality with premium services that uh, enterprise customers are looking for in terms of security, in terms of uh, data isolation, and so on. And ultimately, Watson Conversation enables you to have fast time to value uh, to be able to really add those conversational interfaces to your use cases. So guys, you heard it there first from Karen. Get onto the platform and give it a test drive for yourself. Karen, it's been a blast having you on the show today. Thank you very much hey. for coming on. Thanks again. I hope you'll have me back when we have uh, lots more to tell you. We've got lots, as you know, we're on a, a three-week sprint cycle. So lots of new uh, features are added every three weeks. Um, you can always check out the release notes in the documentation for the most current view of what's out there in the market. But I'd love to come back and chat with you guys again. Absolutely, Karen. We'd love to have you on the show. Guys, thanks for listening in. For myself and Steve, see you next time on the IBM Cloud Platform Cast.